<laughs> welcome to Books of Bisexuals, where we talk about books that we've read or that we loved and wherever our neurodivergent take us. I'm Brianna. And I'm Nikki. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> and uh, you might hear some construction noises in the background. Uh, unavoidable. Yeah, sorry. We're getting some electrical done. Electrical work done. Yeah. Ugh. Because I have a brain injury. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, a ladder fell on Nikki. A malicious ladder a attacked malicious Nikki. malicious ladder. And I'm also, sorry, in the middle of tomorrow, rescheduling a whole week's worth of piano lessons. Yeah. So that's good fun. Um, yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, it's oh, been a while since I've seen while. you. I know. Um... That's ninja. Oh, yeah. I was like, ninja or a drill? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so... Holy... Is he snoring? No, oh, this is my brain. Oh, this is, it's just stopped working. Yeah, it stopped working. Literally just done. That's the side effect of concussions. <sighs> yeah, I felt like I was hungover all week. Mm-hmm. And every morning I woke up and I was like, will today be the day that I'm teaching? No, it will not. (laughs) And then the next day, will today? No. Like, the thought of greeting a student, like, just the thought of how much energy. And let's be clear. I love my job. I love my students. It still takes energy. It still takes energy. It's still work. And so to greet a student and chat and listen to their stuff and try and like assess it and uh, give yeah. feedback like co coherent feedback i can't even make coherent sentences and i'm not working right now um the like the thought of that was so exhausting yeah so oh, yeah. i was like I can't. Like, even Wednesday, I had two morning clients, and I was like, maybe, or students, and I was like, maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll just try. And I was just like, no, no, no I can't. Can't do it. Um, even sitting here now, like, talking more. Because, like, like, have been Yeah, more than I have been. And it's like, sure, I've been talking, but, like, just very, like, flippant talking. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's like, okay, like, we're Let's doing something. Things, exactly. Yeah. I'm a little bit dizzier than I have been. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck. I mean, like, it's it's gonna be a short one today. Mm. Probably, probably. <laughs> we say that. Um, um, I did not sleep at all last night. I don't know what was going on. Every once in a while, I'll just have this like random burst of like insomnia, right? Where I just like, no matter what tricks and tips and things that I do, I just like can't fall asleep. Yeah. So, yeah, so. I was up all night. I'm very tired. So it's gonna be short, so B can go take a nap yeah. before work. Yeah. And uh, when I get tired, I also lose words. Yeah. That's part of my aphasia. aphasia. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good um, times. But yeah. Nikki made me a coffee. Yeah, and it's the Starbucks holiday. The holiday blend. Yeah. The Christmas blend. Yeah, but I didn't have any non-dairy creamer because it wasn't on sale. Yeah. Which is fine. So I I just had non-dairy milk. Non-dairy milk. Lactose-free milk, yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, wait, that's not right. Um, Also, hopefully... The sound quality? Hopefully the sound (laughs) quality is better because I was recording... Well, actually, let's go back a step. Oh, friends, it's going to be one of those days. Yeah. Um, Last week, I think, or the week before, maybe when I was posting the last podcast, I was like, 
why does it sound so echoey? Yeah. Like, it just sounds and, like, like it's quiet. Yeah, like it sounds like it's in a can or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, and so I, I just kind of left it and I forgot to ask Brianna if she noticed. Um, and then on, so last Monday I was supposed to have a Shakespeare by the Sea audition. Obviously did not go. I was in the hospital getting a CT scan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they were gracious enough to let me do a self-tape. Yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about that, but I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. It's just an audition. You haven't yeah. been like, yeah, cast yeah. in anything. Yeah, but like even some auditions, it's like NDA. You can't talk you about cannot it. talk about it. I don't think that's the case in this. God. I anyway. mean, maybe we'll... Who knows? Yeah, maybe <laughs> blacklisted. No. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, so I was doing a self-tape and I was recording using the mic and when I was listening to the audio, I was like, why does it sound like I'm in a fishbowl? Like, it sounds so tinny. And then I was like, wait a second. And I checked the settings on my laptop. And it, even though my USB condenser mic was plugged in, it did not recognize it. And it did not yeah. switch over. And so all of the sound was coming through my laptop and mic. We- don't know how long this has been going on. We have no idea. So we're so sorry if you've been listening and the sound has been terrible. Um, Actually, I want to pause it for one second just so I can like listen back and make sure. So one second, friends. Yay, it's fixed. It's so much better. (laughs) And like, I haven't done a lot of recording in any facet of my life. Like, this is definitely the first project in which I'm, like, constantly recording. And I don't really do, like, the what I consider the, like, tech side of it. Right. Which is, like, your side of, right. like, yeah. uploading the podcast and, like, whatever. Well. And, and it's, I'm not, like, no, blaming. I'm just no. saying, like, I had no idea that the sound quality had changed until no. you were, like, hey. And I'm, Did like, yeah, it has yeah. been quieter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, which is funny because like I was doing a voiceover audition a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna use my mic because usually this is this is how I do my my voiceover. I take my phone and I go into Andrew's closet, yeah, and I shut the Where door, it's like and I yeah, and I spread his like jackets and stuff apart because he has all his blazers in there, mm-hmm. and I stand there in the dark on my phone." voice recording it with my phone like, like six inches right from at my your face. mouth yeah um and that's my recording booth quote unquote gorgeous um and so i was like oh i'm gonna do it on my computer instead and use my condenser mic and it was sounding really echoey and i was like mother like oh my god yeah, i guess i'll I was just so go back into the yeah i'll go in the closet <laughs> then fine um but now that i know i i didn't even consider it i was just I was like, well, my mic's plugged in, so it's working, but it's, it's not be. working well. Obviously. Yeah, obviously, but now it's working better. So. Yeah. Oh, friends, I'm so sorry. Um, thanks for sticking through it. I mean, we're recording, you know, in our homes. and Yeah. So, like, it's not going to be epic quality either. Like, we I don't, don't have, like, soundproofing a in producer here. sound mm, mixing our no. stuff or anything. So, <laughs> Bonnie, okay, so, because you watch... Do you ever watch, like, audiobook narration on TikTok? Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. have these little, like, in-home, it's like a little pod that yes. they go in. They have one at Accomplice Studios in Halifax. <gasps> oh and God. so when I went for a wardrobe and I had to, like, go down there and, like, they took a picture and everything. 
And I was like, oh my God, this is the recording. This I was is the like, recording. this is so fucking cool. Like if I was an audiobook narrator by profession, oh. I would 100% have one of those in my home. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It's literally like a little pod. Like it's wide enough for like a two... I, I would say like it's probably two, desk, like three little... feet wide and yeah. six feet long. Like it is small, but it's literally enough room for you to go in, shut the door, sit down and have your desk and computer space and everything like that. Yeah. Like it is, it is compact, really cool. but so cool. Like I would 100% have that. There's a house that Andrew sent me and it's like $2.5 million. Of course. Just a cool 2.5 Just a million. cool 2.5, yeah. no you know. Um, but it's in... It's in the HRM and it has not just a movie theater in the home. It has a recording studio. Okay. Right? And I was like, babe, we could buy this house. Okay, lofty dreams, right? We could buy buy this house. house. I could rent out the studio so people could come and record their stuff. Like people who wouldn't normally have access to like CBC or the bigger recording studios. Like they could come here Mm. and... Buy a two point five million dollar yeah, house, right? Me, who knows absolutely nothing yeah. about sound. Production. I'm just going to become a sound producer. Yeah, it's right. Fine, right? Like, hmm. just another hobby. Just to pick another. Up, you know, honestly, um, it's on my list of TikToks it to is, make, and it's though, what on like it would be such a cool hobby. It would be such a cool hobby. I'm just like I, when I was doing the voiceover class at Seneca, um, and. Whenever I did my voiceovers, I would literally just record into the mic using the voice recorder app on my laptop and I would send it in. Like I wasn't editing it or anything mm-hmm. like that. Also editing, such I, a hard, like, edit, <laughs> editing. It's like when I try and tell students about intervals and I'm like sixths, sixths. Anyway. I um, do that sometimes with like words that end in ed and I'll, mm, I'll say like edited. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, um, people who learn English as a second language, they see ED as like a syllable. And so like the word loved, they'd say loved, loved or teach ed or walk ed. Learn ed. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, no, no, no. It's one. Duh. Learn. Learned. Learned. <laughs> Fucking English. Anyway. Oh, sound production. Yeah. Okay. So one of the guys in my class, he's like very high tech and just like able to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he had audacity on his computer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll try I'll try that. So I downloaded audacity and it took me an hour to figure out one thing. And so I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. And it barely changed anything our first episode yeah our very first episode i went in there because i was like okay i'm gonna edit it i'm gonna make sure it's like all the t's aren't blah, too crisp right? and well because your your s sibilance yeah sometimes comes through as very sharp oh, and like yeah whatever like it's just it's part just of my voice your, yeah. right like and i was like okay well how do i make these a little bit softer just so that it doesn't like spike the sound it literally like I, I would have had to buy an app and I would have had to like learn how to, and I was just like, nah, nah, no. like it's fine. It's really fine. Like it, it wasn't enough that I was like, nah, no. Like I like this, that's your voice, whatever. It's just too much effort sometimes. I didn't mean to pick like, on you. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, <laughs> just like, so I've been 
struggling recently with like my mental health because my meds just decided to stop functioning or stop working Aww. but I did call my doctor and we did up my dosage so okay. I have to call him in the new year because basically he's gonna see how that goes for the next couple of months because that'll take me through like what would have been the next three months of prescription is now like one and a half months. Right. Yeah. So it'll take me until like mid-January. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just see how that's working and see where that's going. But I've been thinking a lot about like not beating myself up for not being able to like do things. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really stressful time at work. They've also introduced a bunch of like changes recently to our our model of like how we're helping customers and I was like pretty resistant to the changes at the beginning just because like I had a lot of feelings about the old way of what we were doing and now it's more of like a shop your own way and it's a little less like hand holding from us you know like just moving with the market people want to shop online or shop without interruptions and stuff like it's just whatever yeah but I was like kind of resistant to it and then that coincided with my brain just being like uh go die so uh it, <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to laugh no it's just the abruptness <laughs> I am firmly a um humor is basically the only way forward it's right. I yeah. I laugh or I'm never gonna stop crying right. so like I'd rather laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, rather make humorous jokes about my brain wanting me to die all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was also really frustrating, too, to, like, call my doctor and be like, I have a couple of things. And then he's like, well, what's your most important one? Because I can only do one. And I was like, well, <laughs> all right. So we did up my meds, but then I didn't get any, like, other help. Right. So I'd have to make, like, another appointment. And I just... That seemed so much effort, so. It'll wait. It can it can wait, honestly. Like, I've been living with these symptoms for long enough that it's not, like, actively ruining my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And really, I am just kind of want, like, an obgyne appointment, so. Right. Yeah. And, like, to be honest, there is no cure for PCOS. PCOS? Like, so, like if treatment is delayed by a few months because well, I'm dealing with other things, like it's... Mm. And I, I'm sure you've read up on it. Treatment for yeah. PCOS is... Diet. Metformin. And me- yeah. Like Diet, lifestyle yeah, changes. Sure. If you go on medication, it's metformin. Yeah. My mother has historically had a hard time with metformin. So like I'm guessing because I share her DNA yeah. that that could also be a problem for me. Yeah, but I was on it for a month and yeah. I had... It, like it's awful on your stomach. It's a horrible it's drug. awful. Yeah. And in addition... It makes you super fertile. Oh my god! Right? So, <laughs> just just be aware. Yeah, which like still eighty twenty percent. But plan. I'm just letting you know because <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's nice to have a plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, PCOS sucks. It's it I've been wrestling. I was telling Brianna, I have this awful yeah. stream of acne along my jaw right now, and I went literally like the last two years with next to no major breakouts, no mm-hmm. cystic acne. Like if I got pimples, they were just those tiny little surface ones. And they, they were, were gone fine. in a couple days. Yeah. But this is like the painful cystic 
red inflamed like bump oh my god it's so painful yeah and i was like what the fuck um i was religiously taking bend every day i've been very slack on that so i don't know if that's part of it because yeah. that is it's like ingestible skincare oh, okay yeah so they have like a i forget the one that i have it's like the lesser Nope, this is the more expensive one. I don't have the collagen. They have collagen and then they have this one, which is like it fights free radicals and stuff. And like, you can say whatever you want. It worked. Like, and it like, worked. Everybody's body is different. Right. Everybody's body chemistry yeah. is different. So like what works for Nikki wouldn't right. work for me. Right. Or like, you know, right. or it could. Right. You know. But like so. a little bottle of it is $80. Yeah. And that's a 40 day supply. So in my mind, I'm like, I mean, a lot of money right now. Yeah. But. It's what, $2 a day though? It's $2 a day. It's Tim Hortons coffee a day. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, maybe, maybe it was that. But then also because Superstore has been having the Starbucks pumpkin spice latte coffee creamer, but the dairy version. With like almond. Yeah. They, like, cause I was getting the non-dairy and it was like almond and oat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was delicious. But they ran out of that, and now all of their pumpkin spice has a $2 manufacturer's coupon on them because they're just trying to get rid of them. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll get that because it's delicious and it's cheaper. Cheap and... um, but, but I'm like, oh, my dairy. God, it's full dairy. And you, like, don't really do full dairy. No. like, But it's interesting because, like, I eat cheese, mm-hmm. but usually the cheese that I eat is, like, feta or you know something like that blizzards maybe once every two weeks or something like not a lot um but i'm having literal dairy every morning in one to two coffees and i'm like oh my god is this the or part of the culprit because it can be one of the like (laughs) triggers for PCOS symptoms yeah so i'm just like okay cool and i just bought a new one yesterday and like i just avoid dairy because I'm lactose intolerant. Right. So, like... I almost wish I was lactose intolerant because then it would force me to not have it. You, you know what I mean? You think that? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You would think that the the repercussions of eating lactose <clears throat> while lactose intolerant would make you stop eating lactose. Um, turns out that dairy and lactose in general is pretty addictive. So, yes. it's actually very hard... And, like, that's, I'm not saying that everyone has, like, a milk addiction or something. Like, that's, I'm not a crazy person. Sorry, that was really mean. I'm very tired. No, it's okay. <laughs> but, like, it is, there's addictive properties yes. in things like cheeses and dairy Yeah, they've done products. tests on they, them. There are scientific papers you can read about yeah. this. Um, and so, like, it's actually really hard to cut out of your diet. Mm-hmm. Like, it just is. Yeah. Uh, same with things like sugar and like lactose is a sugar. It's the yeah. sugar in milk. Yeah. Um, it's just an enzyme that we have trouble digesting. digesting. But yeah, I'm like, man, if I was celiac, and like people are going to come for celiac. me, but if I'm like, <laughs> if I was celiac and lactose intolerant, I feel like it would be way easier to avoid those things because I would know how shitty they make me feel. Yeah. But that being said, they all, I they know how do. shitty I feel when I yeah. consume a lot of these things and I don't avoid them and I don't have these yeah. things. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's my I don't thing is like, would, yeah. I definitely... I definitely know that I have these like intolerances and these sensitivities and it doesn't necessarily stop me from Aww. indulging in those things. Mm-hmm. Although I do try to like 
Limit them. Limit it. Yeah. Especially the lactose because it makes me feel really, really bad. Right. So. Yeah. Which is not fun. No. No. And as much as I actually hate non-dairy ice cream, every once in a while I'll just eat it. The, br- just... the Briars cookie oh and cream God. is actually, actually really good. I haven't tried that kind. We have some downstairs um, if you want a spoonful before I you go. I mostly tried Ben and Jerry's. They're like... Oh, almond, yes. Yeah. Dairy. Yeah. Um, and then there's also so. So good. So good. Yeah. They have like a coconut. Yeah. And I just, it's not my favorite. It's also like right now I'm really jonesing for some eggnog. Mm. But the coconog, I hate it. And the oat nog is not very good. Oh. And those are my personal opinions. No, that's like I'm fair. sure I could because I was gonna be like, yeah. yeah. No. I'm sure I could teach myself to like it over time. I've done that with other things, but like the coconut is even better with yeah. rum in it. Yeah, and I'm not a big drinker, but it does go really nicely with rum. And alcohol is a thing that I should avoid, also. But yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> So scratch that. Don't put. Oh my god, it's been. Don't put rum in your eggnog. I mean, like I could. I don't love rum, but I absolutely could. Um, Bourbon. They do sell some like lactose-free like Baileys and stuff. They do, and it's good. There is a lactose-free eggnog liqueur that I was gonna be like, maybe mm. that'll. <laughs> there might be like a non-dairy. I've looked. Like coffee creamer. Fuck my. Oh. Yeah. No words. Words. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is me just complaining about no, the it's... fact that my body. I feel like I'm in a war with my body, like at all times, and I know that that's maybe not like the healthiest thing, but these are just you know patterns throughout my life right. of like being at war. Yeah, like when I was in my eating disorder, and right. like it's like how do you how do you and your body come to terms and be like okay we're in this together yeah because i'm like i wanna drink eggnog right. and eat cream cheese that doesn't yeah. taste like coconut right it's like you lay, know? it's like laying on <laughs> just i get it oh yeah. my god it's like laying on the couch and just being like okay body like we gotta get up need? let's go yeah um there is a plant-based like it's, i think it's pc yeah plant-based cream cheese and it doesn't taste like coconut Okay. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of them just taste so much like coconut. And I tried to put, like, herbs because they only sell plain. Yeah. Because why would vegans like to eat things with flavor? Uh, good <sighs> good. But they question. only sell plain. And so I tried to put, like, herbs and stuff in it mm-hmm. to, like, make it taste better. Mm-hmm. And it just tasted like coconut and herbs. So, you know what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I um, <clears throat> I was watching an episode of Sorted Kitchen last night, like mm-hmm. the new one, um, and they were doing a pass it on, which is where it's a relay. So like that, one that, person does like one thing and then they like push it to the next. No, oh. not even, not oh. even that good. Okay. okay. So it's like there's four of them. They each get 10 minutes mm-hmm. and the first person, like they have a, like they have a theme. So like yesterday was a vegan I, th- I think it was just like a vegan holiday spread kind of thing. Okay. And, um... Which is also a struggle. Right. And that's very specific. Like, normally they're not that specific. Yeah. But, and so they, um, the first person was like, okay, well, I think maybe if we do, like, something like this. And so they get things started. 
they cannot talk to the next person. So the next person, so the next person has to come in, see what's been made, try and deduce, because, like, you can't write notes or anything. How, so try and deduce like, what's what they're going cooking, on. how they're cooking it. Exactly. And so it just, and it never, it never starts and ends as the same thing. It always starts as one thing and turns into something completely different. And it's hilarious to watch. Um, but Barry, one of the normals, because there's chefs and normals, mm-hmm. but the normals are good cooks too, because um, they've been doing this for like 11 years. Anyway, they Barry was like, okay, okay, so we need some sweetener. Uh, honey, is honey vegan? Mm. Honey. Yeah, I think honey's vegan. I'm like, Barry, honey's no. not vegan. Well, <laughs> it's I know it's debatable. It's borderline. It's debatable. But but it it really depends on your own preferences as a vegan. But for the majority, like if you're just like cooking and you're not sure if that personal like yeah. that specific just person, just like don't, don't cook with yeah. the honey. And just so, to be safe. And so like they score themselves when they're done their little time. And he's like, well, if honey is vegan, I give myself an eight. If honey is not vegan, <laughs> I give myself a zero. <laughs> and so the whole thing ended up fail. Like they pass or fail it at the end. And yeah. he's he's like, no, it's a fail because it's a fail because like, it's not honey. vegan. Yeah. Um, and the other chefs were so annoyed. They were like, yeah. it's not vegan. So That's so sad. It was, it was funny because because <laughs> it was it was funny because um, Ben, the chef, he went last and he saw the honey and something else on the on the the counter. And he was like, oh, I'm just going to move these because those are not vegan. And so, like, oh. hopefully hopefully no one, no one used those. And so they were talking about the meal afterwards. And Ben made a comment about moving the honey. And Barry's just, like, standing Wait. there. Like, oh, God. he's just, like, looking at, the like, the food, trying to just, like, creep into the wall kind of thing. <laughs> and then one of the other normals is like, but what's that sweetness? Like, like what's giving it that sweetness? And Barry's like, oh, you know, it's like the triangle of spices. And, like, and it's no, like, he's like, no, I use literally honey. honey. And they're like, <laughs> Barry. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Anyway. Um, have you read? I did. Yay. Yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. Let's talk about books. Yeah. Uh, so I finished out uh, No Man's November. Yeah. With a few books. And uh, I know last time that we recorded, I said I was probably going to be reading Medical Apartheid. Yeah. Um, didn't actually end up getting too far into it because it is heavily scientific. Oh. Um, which is fine. Right. Like that, I knew that going into it, it's just a very heavy read in that it is very academic. Right. And I had to look up words multiple times. <laughs> And so I didn't get very far into it, and uh, people have it on hold, so I have to return it to the library. Um, so I didn't get through that, but it is still on a TBR to, like, be read at some point in yeah. my life. I think it's an important um, thing to, like, read. know and yeah. read. Um, this is also a very comprehensive, like, look, because it goes from slavery to modern day of, like, medical experiments and the way that that has formed like the American healthcare system mm. and how it makes like um, African Americans very mistrustful of like doctors and the medical system. And yeah. so, like, it's a huge scope. Mis- mistrusting. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I didn't get very far into it, but the things that I did read were horrific. So, I just wanted to mention that one to say that um, it's probably a good book to read. I just didn't get, it, didn't a get through to it. Get, yeah. yeah. But I did read some other books. Yeah. So. Okay. So it's been a couple of weeks, obviously, because mm-hmm. we're now into like 
December. Um, Frig, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how Honestly, uh, gosh, who knows? Time is just not ever real. flowing. Time is not real. Yeah. Uh, so I read The Seep by Channa Porter. Um, this was a really weird speculative fiction about an alien invasion. So the seep are aliens that are like really they're like a, a collective, you know, like like the hive mind or like the so the seep are like a collective that uh get introduced through like liquids into the world. Um so in the it doesn't really talk that much about like the the invasion itself it's mostly like after they've already invaded oh okay um like the walking dead where it starts and it's like no walker's already this here, is, here. It's, yeah yeah so um they talk a little like it gives you little bits and pieces as you're reading about like the fact that the seep have made it so that humans are effectively immortal um that like the whole oh. world is more community oriented we don't use technology as much the technology that is used is seep technology um they can fix any medical problem they can change your like body in like you can have a cattail if you want one like so it's very like just so it's any- a good alien invasion yeah yeah okay no all right don't spoil it i I'm not actually sure, even after <gasps> having read this book, whether it's, like, good or not. Um, which hmm. is, like, I think kind of the whole point of, like, speculative fiction. Yeah. Uh, so, it just imagines this future in which the world is more community-oriented and more, like, involved in each other's lives and keeping everyone healthy and safe and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it follows... What is her name? Trish. Um, because her her wife, Deba, decides to become a baby again. And so Trish has a bit of a mental breakdown. Um, <laughs> what? So you can just, like, de-age yourself and just grow up again. I um, fucking wish. So Deba... But knowing everything that I know now. <laughs> yeah. But you lose all of that. You literally become a baby again. So Deba basically becomes a baby again, gets adopted by a Persian couple, and just, like, vanishes out of their life. And they've been married for, like, years at this point. Whoa. And so Trish is a trans woman, and it's basically never mentioned in the book until the very end. (laughs) Um, But... uh, And part of it is because, like, one of their acquaintances talks to, to Trish about his like face and he had like changed his his entire body like he had actually gone from being a white man to a black man and trish was like hey that's fucked up bro whoa yeah and he was like well how is that different from what you did and she's like um (laughs) it's so different yeah um but it was a really interesting but kind of weird story um of just people Mm. And, like, Trish has a mental breakdown. That's the whole story. It's just, like, the community starts coming to her and being, like, you haven't taken care of your property. 
like your house is now too big just for you like you should move because like that's the whole idea is that like no one owns anything anymore it's all collectively owned by the key by the seep so like they're like help like let us help you clean up your property and move you into somewhere that's going to be better for you or work for you or whatever and so, like, it was a really interesting story about what life could be like if we were all more community-minded. But at the same time, like, how do you keep your individuality within that? Yeah. Yeah. like, you know, Trish and Deba had lived in this place for so long that they had all of these memories. So, like, Trish doesn't necessarily want to give up those memories. Right. But at the same time, like, she can't care for their property. The property is big enough for, a house, like, a family of four. So, yeah. like... Yeah, it's a lot of the things, like, a lot of the issues that we're dealing with today, like, as the planet just got, the population just got to over 8 billion, billion. so, like, yeah. Didn't they say that we can only sustain 9 billion? Something. (laughs) I don't know. It's really scary, and I think that that's, um, that's part of the reason why speculative fiction is so fascinating and terrifying, because we're thinking of a future in which, like, Maybe the, we're going to have to get to this point. But, like, how do you get all world governments on board to this? Right. It's just on, like, a tangent on that. Like, yeah. I remember when I was a kid and, you know, it would be like, oh, what, like, what's the next five years going to look like? Or the next ten years. Cars yeah. And- but, like, it was never, it was never a thought that our planet would be dying right. that we wouldn't be able to sustain life right. like human that, life at this particular way right or that um you know the the lives that we know it and like the mm-hmm. the vocations that we do and everything like that would cease to exist yeah but it's to the point that i'm like you know like piano i i always say piano teaching piano is my retirement plan right like like, I'm never going to retire. I'm always going to be acting or teaching in some capacity. Yeah, you're always going to be creating art. And that's right. one of the things, like, in this book where art became so much more important after oh. the seep came in. Yeah. But it also changed a lot because the seep right. took all, like, suffering right. away. And a lot of the time people are saying, like, art comes from suffering. But it doesn't have to. And it doesn't to, have but, to yeah. come from suffering. Like, it but does a lot it, of the time. It can. Um but it's just like now at the age of 34 um i'm like i cannot picture the next 10 15 20 years i have no idea what I it's going to look like i have no idea what it's going to look like but it increasingly like the more i think about it and the further ahead that i think the more terrified and anxious that i yeah. get because i'm like we are not, i i truly believe we are not looking at the same like retirement age that our parents or our oh, grandparents no. were not you know, even a like, little bit like life has changed so much the world has changed and i just don't think that that's going to exist and i don't know what will but like the thought of any like post-apocalyptic show i'm like i don't want to be here live in that. i don't want to, like and that I, sounds yeah. awful but like i that's not a life i want to live but it's also those things of like and this is going to sound really macabre and, like, dark mm. and whatever, but, like, it's knowing your limits as well. Like, I know that in, like, a zombie apocalypse, like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm fucking, done. I'm done. But, like, like but like please bullet like, in the brain because yes. I do not want to be. I don't want to become a zombie, no. but, like, I'm not surviving that. You no. know what I mean? I, like, I do not have the cortisol 
threshold to, to be able to, to deal with that. No, like I, like I just, I am a freeze person. Like in flight, fight yeah. or flight, I'm freeze. Like, yeah, like I, I'm done. It's just, it's not gonna happen for me. No, and you know, better to know that. Like I remember, have you seen? 28 Days Later. Oh my god. Terrifying. But I love but that so movie. Good. I love that movie. It is very it's good. very good. Um, um, if but, you haven't seen it, like, go watch it. Yeah. But know that, like, if you're uh, afraid of the apocalypse, this is... No, probably not the movie Not gonna make you feel better. Um, but there's this... There's this couple. Um, and, like, you know, whatever. This movie's been out for decades. Yeah. yeah. Literal it's decades. For a long yeah. time. Um... <laughs> The the couple, they are just, like, they're essentially mummified in their bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids are in their bed, and you can see that there's, like, bullet hole. Like, yeah. there's blood where their head would be and everything. And it's just, like, that is terrifying in itself that you would have to do that. But, but that, that is the less terrifying that option. That would be me. That would be I'm me. Like, I, I've been in situations where, like, my life has been... Like, not threatened, but, like, maybe in peril, let's say. Right. And, like, I've wanted to survive. But there's a difference between knowing, like... Knowing that there's something (laughs) on the other side of it. Yeah. Versus, like, this is your new reality. Yeah. And, like, I know that we can draw parallels to, like, the COVID pandemic with this as well. Where, like, our lives are irrevocably changed. Like, it's just... It is what it is. This is how we're living now. Yeah. And, like, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Even I asked... Um, cause I watched the walking dead, most of it. And then I watched the first season of fear the walking dead, mm-hmm. which is, um, like the a prequel. prequel. Yeah. And so it's literally the start of the, the walking, walking dead. Like what, yeah. like what happened? How did and the I walkers mean, become? The yeah. And I mean, I don't even think it ever actually, like you never see patient zero. I don't think, but I was even talking to my brother the other day, my youngest brother, Alex. And I was like, have you gone back and watched that since COVID? Yeah. Because I remember being in Toronto and then being here and just it feeling like the like, end of the yeah world. right and sure, and we maybe know that, that it wasn't dramatized, but like it felt like that. Like it felt like this is it. Like we're done. But we also saw a lot of like really interesting, Good, cool things of humans staying inside. Yeah, you know, um, man, but like. What was it? Venice Dol- Canals. Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Venice Canals. I didn't think of the same thing. I don't know. That was weird. I don't know. But what was that? What was that game? Do you remember that game that we played? Oh my God. Yeah. You just like one, two, three, and you just like say a thing. And then you like think of something that the two of them like, could be related to. Yeah. And then you do it again. Oh, yeah. that was fun. We should do that again. Sometime. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah. That just. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a pretty like the seep is a pretty short book. Like it's it's very small, like oh. less than 200 pages. A novella. A novella really. Mm. Um and and a crony. with prosecco. Um that so, sound yeah. will never get old for me. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like I don't really like to think about apocalypses and alien the, invasions. The future just and, yeah, I just I have a hard time making goals and future plans because of that but anyway anxiety and yeah yeah (laughs) anxiety yay um it's me hi i'm I'm the problem it's me god i love taylor swift (sighs) oh did you sorry last did you see the one with um 
Penn Badgley. Dan Penn Badgley. Yeah. It's so It's really funny. funny. The way he goes, like, hi, <laughs> I'm the problem with me. It's good. Yeah. It is a good version. Oh, I laugh. And so it started, hard. like, a whole trend of people, especially, like, famous people yeah. doing that. But, yeah. like. But, like, he is the problem. Yeah. I, I also, can't wait for that new season. I also love all of the times that Penn Badgley has been like, please do not simp for Joe from you. Like, please don't do that. He is a serial killer. He is a serial killer and a <laughs> psychopath. And yet. <laughs> and yet. And it's like, mm, I guess you shouldn't have played him if you didn't want people to think he was hot. Right? <laughs> I love, what's his Dan. name? Dan. Dan. I know. I'm like, <laughs> Dan. Which, can we just talk about how there's no way in hell that Dan was Gossip Girl? Again, major spoilers came out like a decade ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. They revealed at the end that Dan is Gossip Girl, and it makes no sense. There are times when blasts come in from Gossip Girl, and he is actually shocked. So, like, no. They put this in the last season, and they did not retcon anything. Mm. It is not good. I have feelings about it. That's fair. Because I loved Gossip Girl. Me too. I was just like, I, it was it was hilarious because I was not like, I want to be Serena and Blair. No. It was, I want to be Blake Lively who gets to play Serena. Yes. I, yeah, like. <laughs> this started my obsession with Blake Lively and then she married Ryan, oh. Ryan Reynolds and it just got worse. They're, she's pregnant again. Fourth. Their yeah. fourth child. Yes. Yeah. Blonde. Beautiful. Beautiful blonde babies. Oh man, I just, is that? Arian? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no. They just, they're beautiful people they're, making beautiful yes, babies, okay? right? Like, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're <sighs> blonde babies. Oh, it's my God. just that they're beautiful celebrity babies. Ugh. So I read Curse. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So I read Curse Good. by Marissa Meyer. Yeah. May, Mayer? Meyer? I don't know. M-E-Y? M-E-Y. Mayer. Mayer. Um. Meyer? Fuck. Meyer. Meyer. Because it's John Mayer. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, So this is the sequel to Gilded. Yes. Um, And I thought it was going to be a trilogy. So I was pleasantly surprised to learn that it's actually a duology. Oh. So it's done. No cliffhanger for this one. Yep. Um, So I don't remember if I talked about Gilded on here. So I'm just going to talk about that and then Cursed. Just as a a duology. Sure. So the story is a... um, Compila- a compilation. It's combining the story of Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, yeah, Who spins yes. straw into gold. Yeah. And the Wild Hunt, which yes. is like a fey story of Artemis. like a... Num, so Different. it is rooted kind of in like... It okay, so it's like different but similar. Okay, so the Wild Hunt is often like uh, either ghosts, dark elves or like fairies. Okay. And every month when the moon is full, mm-hmm. the night that the moon is full, the wild hunt rides across the sky hunting things. Uh-huh. And in Gilded, Serelda, the main character, um, basically hides a couple of moss, can't remember what they're called, like moss witches, I don't think that's what they're called, but they're basically like forest people. So okay. she hides a couple of them and convinces the leader of the hunt, the the king of somewhere, Alder, the Alder King, to uh, 
that she is out in the middle of the night on a full moon. Yes. Getting uh, things to spin gold. It's a whole thing. Okay. And so he takes her <laughs> and is like, hey, uh, right. you're going to spin this gold for me. And she's like, mm, fuck. Mm. And then in the castle, she meets Guild, who is a, let's say they call him a post a poltergeist, but he's not okay. technically dead. It's very confusing. Read the books. <laughs> but the story is basically of Serelda, like learning like her own heritage um and then like a whole really sweeping really interesting story about like breaking the curse on the castle that she gets taken to and breaking guild's curse and like Mm. all of these things Mm -hmm. um so cursed is just the end of that and spoilers but they do everything has a happy ending right (laughs) Yeah. But in a really fascinating, I really think people should Aww. read this. I love Marissa Meyer. Meyer? Yeah. <laughs> I love her writing. She did the Lunar Chronicles. Yeah. Um, so, and I haven't read her other series, which is called like Renegades or something. I haven't read that, but I did get told that I should read it. So, okay. um, it'll hmm. be in there sometime. I'll yeah. read it sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really liked Blowgod. Uh, Whoa. <clears throat> okay. Reset. Shake it off. Um, I really like Gilded and Cursed. Uh, I thought Cursed was a really good at, like end yeah. to what she set up in Gilded. Um, yeah, mm. fantastic. Were they long reads? Not really. Oh, okay. um, probably like 350 maybe. Okay, yeah. Like a standard YA. Right, yeah. So not super long. And it's nice that it's finished already yeah like I find um a lot of the times when people are writing like series they either do like three five seven like there's not a lot yes there's not a lot of duologies um and I really liked it I feel like the I feel like part of the reason for that is because even in storytelling you've got a beginning middle and end and so that's what they kind of do they follow that arc and usually because beginning middle and end is an odd number the odd it follows number an things. odd number yeah, of books, right? Yeah. Versus like two feels like, whoa, okay, all right, yeah. But it is nice, yeah, yeah. Um, last night I was going to read, and then I was like, I wonder what my reading speed is because I have eighty pages left right. in my book, and so I was like, how long will that take me to read? Instead of just reading it, I was like, how long will let, that take let me, me to read? Google let me Google it. And so it was like eighty pages generally takes about two hours, about a little over two hours yeah. to read. So then I was like, well, I wonder what my reading speed is. So I did this little reading speed test. And my reading speed is approximately 212 words per minute. Yeah. So then I texted Brianna and I was like, can you do this? Because I want to know what your score is. And your score was? 471. Yes. Yeah. And so let's just see. I didn't, and I to forgot be to fair, do the math. It said that it wasn't, uh, it was like not the best reading level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because so, I was like a thousand words per minute. A thousand words minute. per minute apparently is like incredible. Um, so you read 2.2 times faster than I do. Yeah. Um, so if you can read 100 pages in an hour, theoretically I can read 50 pages in an hour, but I round probably it down like to about 40. 40. So then I'm like, yeah. okay, so 80 pages should take me two, two hours. Two hours, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I didn't read last night. Well... <laughs> But do you have more books? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, I do. Oh, yeah. okay. I will talk about this one. 
Um, okay, how about I read, I tell you about my last No Man's November read, and yeah. then you can talk, and then I'll talk about some holiday reads. Sure. So, oh my, this one was fascinating, actually. So this is called The Cartographers by Peng Shepard, and it was a fascinating tale. So uh, it is a book about a group of friends who, okay, let me start over. So it is a, a book about a, a college-age woman who um, finds out that her parents were part of a group of friends who had found a, a map of gas stations, a highway map of gas stations in New York State. Um, and with it, they found a town that doesn't exist. So in cartography... In the, like, history of cartography, when you made a map, you didn't necessarily have, like, a way to copyright that map. We definitely do have copywritten maps now, but at the time, it was kind of like... Which seems silly because it's like... Right? That's the earth. So people could just... So people, like, um, this uh, publisher of this map was, like, a small publisher. Mm. Um... And there are many bigger publishers. And so bigger publishers could just copy a map without doing the effort to, like, go do the surveying themselves and then reproduce it and get money for it. Mm -hmm. So what they started doing, and it's very common in old maps, is uh, phantom settlements. So what they would do is they would put a fake town on a map Mm -hmm. and then... In, uh, if a, a place like copied it, they could be like, ahaha, you didn't do the survey, that town doesn't exist. And so the premise of this is that, um, using those particular maps, you can find those places. So if you have mm. like that map open on your lap as you're driving down that highway, you will find, you will find that town. Right. But if you don't, you'll just drive straight past it. So weird. Yeah. And oh, it was cool. really fascinating. Yeah. And like uh the book is so, so good and so vivid and interesting and like highly recommend you read it. Um and in their author's note, they said that this was actually a phenomenon that they had read about in like school, uh, with the Phantom Settlements, but the actual publisher of the map that they talk about actually had made a fake town in New York State that became a real town. (laughs) And so when Rand McNally, who's a huge map publisher, when Rand McNally published their map, the, uh, and I can't remember the other publisher, I'm sorry, Mm. but they uh, basically were like, we gotcha. And they filed a lawsuit and they were like, no, no, go there. That town exists now. And it was basically just like a funny coincidence where like, Somebody got a copy of the map, assumed that the state had created a new township. They started building. They took on that name, and it just became a real town. So that's fascinating. Yeah, and that's real. And that's real. That's like a real-life story that happened. Wow. um, Where somebody put a fake, a phantom settlement on a map, and it became a real town, and they lost their lawsuit because of this. So very interesting, super cool. This book was fascinating is it fiction or non-fiction so it is fiction okay um but it it comes rooted it's rooted in an actual thing right so 
fun. Yeah, right? Oh so it's called The Cartographers by Peng Shepard. And yeah. it's really cool. So Look at you reading all these different yeah. genre books. And maybe I'll branch out some more yeah. in the future. As you get into your holiday. <laughs> okay, so we'll pause there. Okay, so I... Oh, friends, I'm still reading The Witch of Willow Hall. Yeah. But... It's, oh, it's so interesting. Um, it, like, it has a very Pride and Prejudice-esque feel in that it's just them going about life. Their lives. Right? Yeah. Like, because I'm so used to reading books where it's, like, this greater evil and they this, have like, to fight this, like, fantasy plot. Right? Or, like, yeah. alien invaders. Yeah, or, or like, yeah. um, you know, like, I didn't read Survive the Night, but, like, where survive the night, where it's like, no, this is like an imminent problem, an imminent right? threat, and a, yeah. But like this doesn't really have that, and I keep waiting for it, right? Um, and I mean, shit keeps happening, and this poor main character Lydia, like she's just being dragged through the mud. Her whole life is a oh. mess right now, and I'm like, okay, I need to finish these last eighty pages because this thing is not okay. And I need to know how this happened because based on this previous conversation, this should not have happened. So I'm like, how did this, how did we get here? Yeah. So I need to keep reading it. But like I said, I have 80 pages left, but my goal is to finish it. Yeah. My goal is to finish it this week. It's two hours of reading. If I read, let's say 20 minutes a day. Great. I'm fine. Um, I'll have a lot of time to read on Sunday because we have tech rehearsal from 11 to 5. But then your show's not until... But the show's at, the show starts at 7.30. Yeah. But like tech rehearsal from 11 to 5, I'm only in three of 21 dances. So there's yeah. a lot of time. There's a lot of downtime. doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I'm planning... I mean, I'll hopefully have it done before then. But that's my plan. But then also, um, when I was recovering last week, where did I put Overdrive? What color is the Overdrive app? It's blue. It's blue? That's what I thought. Did I delete it? I do know that Overdrive recently... Oh, it's like a purple. Libby. Oh, Libby. Yeah. yeah. Because Overdrive is now Libby. Right. Okay. So I started listening to two books last Ooh. week. Yeah. Um, very quickly realized that like I got 5% through one and 10% through the other. And do you think I could tell you what's happening in either one? No. Not really. I am not an auditory processor. I need to see yeah. it on a page. Yeah. I struggle with audiobooks. And like I've Podcasts talked to- are fine. Yes. Like, they're, yeah. Like, totally fine, because it's conversational. Yeah. But when I'm trying to listen to a story, I can't. I need to I, read it. I, I need to visualize it I from the page. I could do both at the same time. Like, I could listen and read it. Oh, yeah, it, for sure. And it would be fine. Yeah. Um, But in the same way that, like, when I'm watching a TV show, I need subtitles to understand what they're saying. Mm, interesting. I, it's just, I can't. Yeah. I look at process it. I look at the lips. Yeah. Yeah. So I have trouble processing audiobooks. And then also like I just read faster than I could listen to it. Yeah. So um so I started listening to um A Girl's Guide to Love and Magic by Debbie Rigo. Yeah, it like so Does it tell you what it's about? Oh it doesn't. Um I don't wanna open the audiobook. I just wanna um oh yes, here we go. So Brooklyn Girl Magic 
Brooklyn girl magic Cicely Destin lives for the West Indian Day Parade, the joyous celebration of Caribbean culture that takes over the streets of her neighborhood. She loves waving the Haitian flag, sampling delicious food, and cheering for the floats. And this year, she'll get to hang with her stylish aunt, an influencer known for dabbling in Haitian voodoo, and maybe spot her dreamy crush Kwame in the crowd. But fate has other ideas. Before the parade, a rogue mischievous spirit seems to take possession of Cicely's aunt during a spiritual reading. Cicely hardly knows anything about voodoo or how to get someone unpossessed, but it's up to her to set things right and the clock is ticking. She'll have to enlist the help of her quick-thinking best friend, Renee, and, as luck would have it, Kwame. Cicely, her friends, and the reckless spirit who is now their charge... uh, who is now their charge, set off on a thrilling scavenger hunt to gather the ceremonial items they need. Along the way, will Cicely discover surprising powers of her own? And the author narrates it. Oh, that's cool. Which is neat. Um, so, like, the book sounds really interesting. Yeah. I just couldn't listen to it. Um, and then yeah. the other one. Wait, where do I? Where do I? Um, this one? Yeah. This. Um, the Stronger, Faster, and More Beautiful by Arwen Ellis Dayton. This sound, it sounds so interesting. Um, So it's an alternately charming and horrifying exploration of what it means to be human and how far we'll go in pursuit of personal and societal perfection. Um, For fans of television shows Black Mirror and Westworld, this compelling mind-bending novel is a twisted look into the future, exploring the lengths we'll go to remake ourselves into the perfect human specimen and what it means to be human at all. So, like, it's literally talking about stronger, faster, more beautiful. Like, how we make our bodies these things. Like, a bunch of different... A bunch of different... Voice actors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audiobook narrators. Narrators. Yeah. Um, So, again, sounds very, very interesting. I could not listen to it because I just could not get a grasp on what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because I often go um, I back find and reread things. And... Auditory processing very difficult. Yeah, which is funny because I'm a of like a verbal processor, but like I find it very difficult to understand. And I don't feel that way with um, podcasts that are like more conversational. Yeah, you know. And I do listen to a fair amount of true crime podcasts and D and D podcasts, um, and they just seem to be easier to understand. Yeah, I I don't know what it is, but. Um, and like, don't get yeah. me wrong. Audiobooks are reading. Like, yes, they, they absolutely. <laughs> you are. have consumed the same media. Yeah, like I because they were like, you can't look at screens. They were yeah. like, you can't even read a book. And I'm like, I can't read a, a fucking book? book. So they were like, audiobooks, and I was like, okay. I was I'll not. Try. I was not excited, but I was like, I'll try it. Yeah. And I tried two of them, and like I said, I just, I, I zoned out. I couldn't pay attention. Like. And I mean, maybe that was the concussion, but like, I wasn't, I wasn't going into it with much hope. Like I need to see the words on the page. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where my reading is currently. Um, I had to return Survive the Night. I was Mm -hmm. going to listen to the audiobook, Mm -hmm. but the reviews on the audiobook were terrible. Oh no. And they were not only terrible on... Like, the narration and stuff, but they were terrible on the book itself. They were like, this oh. book is awful. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, interesting. I really enjoyed, really enjoyed it. it. But taste is subjective. Yeah. So. But they were saying, like, they were like, the unreliable narration is oh. ridiculous. And they were like, we could see every twist and turn as it came. And 
So I don't know. I, yeah. But okay. They, but they were saying. Cause to they, each their own. Yeah. But, but I can understand where they're coming from. Because yeah. the unreliable narration was really unreliable. Like right. you really didn't know what was, what was truth, on. what was right. false. Like, yeah. So I get it. Yeah. But I've also seen some like books where I thought they were like five stars and people were giving like one yeah. or two it's and it's just like really mean like yeah. I hated this and I'm just like oh that's not necessary <laughs> yeah um but like they like people were saying like I love Riley Sager's books mm-hmm. and this I was expecting so much more based on other books of his that I've read. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, and maybe I'll take a look at a different yeah, one. Yeah, Survive the Night was not the book that was recommended to me to start with Riley Saker. Mm. It was just the one that caught my attention more mm-hmm. than the others. Right. And that was just like, I'm a mood reader to some extent. Yeah. Like, That's I know. That's why you have such a stack of books all the time. Yes, because I need to be able to be like, what am I in the mood yeah. to read? I tried. I remember... I can whole I can see it in my head. Like I remember how my bedroom was laid out. Yeah. But I remember I had two books on my nightstand. I think one was for school and one was just for yeah. fun. And I was trying to read them at the same time. It was impossible. It's very difficult. Yeah. I feel very privileged to be like a speed reader, yeah. so that I don't have to do that. Um, in this little <laughs> in this little speed reading test that Brianna and I did, um, it was saying that generally after the age of twelve. It is almost impossible to like increase increase your reading speed. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. I really wanted to read faster with good comprehension. And but, I uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna be an extra slow reader right now just because of my brain. Your brain. Uh, your yeah. poor little noggin. No. No. Okay. It's okay. Are we ready for some romance? Yeah. How many? Four. Holy shit. So I read I read three the first week because obviously like we didn't record last week. Uh-huh. So I read three that week and then four this week. Um You read seven books in two weeks. Yeah. I love you. So I love you so much. <laughs> so I uh started off my December reading with uh, a book that I found on Kindle Unlimited. Shout out to AJ, who is allowing me to use their Kindle subscription. So I love you. Thank you. Um, so it's called Tis the Season for Revenge by Morgan Elizabeth. <laughs> and it is about a young woman named Abby who has spent the last four years changing and molding herself into the perfect little girlfriend for her boyfriend, Richard. Um, and on Halloween night, Richard is finally, for the first time in their four years, going to take Abby to one of his company's parties. So he is a lawyer, um, in a, a practice where his grandfather is one of the founding partners. Mm -hmm. And then the other partner is named Damien. Mm -hmm. So he's finally going to take Abby to this uh abigail is her full name to this uh company party she goes downstairs in her very tasteful like bunny suit it describes how her like she's wearing a beautiful pink corset and like it describes that her skirt goes down to her knees like it is not slutty in any way shape or form and he her now (laughs) ex-boyfriend says I'm dumping you because you can't be serious. This was all just a bit of fun. I can't take you to this work party because people aren't going to think that I'm serious enough. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? And her besties come over immediately. She's like, Mm. oh, my God, he just broke up with me. And they all thought that he was going to propose that night. 
So they come to her rescue and they're like, we got to like take this man down. Like what kind of things can we do? Like what kind of revenge can we get? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And um, they set up a like a Tinder dating profile for her and she swipes on Damien, Richard's boss. And she's like, you know what? To get revenge, I'm going to fuck his boss. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) she goes out with the goal in mind to get Damien to take him or to take Abby to the company Christmas party. So So this is now the next year? No. So this is the same year. So she gets broken up with October 31st. She has two months. Right. To get him, to get Damien to take her to this Christmas party. Right. Um... And her friends were like, you changed everything for Richard, like, you know, like you changed your whole personality, how you dressed, everything for him. Like, Mm -hmm. we hated him. We didn't like what you, like how you changed for him. And um, there, that also has a common theme where Damien, she'll, like Abby will say something and Damien will be like, that's weird thinking, you know, Uh (laughs) like who taught you to think like that? So she's like, oh, mask. Yeah, Mm. so um, it's super cute, (laughs) and it was just a really good, like, her falling in love with Damien and, like, kind of regretting that she ever really, like, started on this path, Mm. and it was just, it was cute. A cute little revenge slash, like, Christmas story. That's It's funny, because when you're, like, holiday reads, and I'm like, oh, these are all going to be, like, Hallmark movies on paper. Yeah, and some of them for sure are. But, no, but it's (laughs) funny that that one, I was not expecting that. And I I am trying to find ones that aren't, like, Hallmark-y. Yeah. Like, I'm also trying to find ones that aren't all just Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of my list, like the the Matzvah Ball, which is like a Jewish mm. um, holiday story. I'm very excited. I'm going to actually pick that up at work today because I have finished the two books that I borrowed from work. Nice. Um, Okay, so the next one, I thought I was going to absolutely like, like piss my pants laughing. Everyone told me that it was the funniest book ever. I did like it. I'll okay. preface this with I really did enjoy the read. Yeah. So it's called A Merry Little Meat Cute uh, by mm-hmm. Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. So those are two giant names in romance. So Julie Murphy wrote um, like Dumpling. I don't know if you've ever watched that movie, but it's like a now a movie with Jennifer Aniston and like big name. Sierra Simone has written a bunch of like really smutty romances. Mm. Um, American Queen, I think is like the first one in that series. Okay. Um, where she's basically a sub to the president of the United States. Very fascinating. So Ooh. like huge names of romance. And the premise really made me think it was gonna be hilarious because the story is of B or Bianca von Honey. Um, who is a porn star. She's no. a, a sex worker. Um, who... Sex work is work. Yes, it is. Just throwing that out there. Uh, who gets hired to be the lead in a Hope Network Christmas movie. Oh. So Hope Network is essentially like a Christian Hallmark network. Yeah. So uh, very like uptight like you know definitely wouldn't hire a sex worker if they knew she was a sex worker right. um so they keep it kind of in the down low she goes by her actual name b hobbs um 
And she's going to be starring opposite Nolan Shaw, who was like a big um, music person. Like he was in like a boy band. Right. Um, and he's kind of, he needs this to rehabilitate his image because he was kind of like the bad boy, like the bad boy bisexual of the group. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'm going to do this Hope Network movie. It's going to be wholesome, family friendly. I'm going to relaunch my career as a family friendly, wholesome person. Right. And on the first day of set, he meets his co-star B and goes, oh no, she's my favorite sex worker. <laughs> like, I follow her on their inversion of, like, OnlyFans. Oh. Like, he's, like, one of her top subscribers. Oh, amazing. And so, of course, hijinks ensue and, like, um, they get very close. Ooh. <laughs> And uh, I also really, I liked this one. Like, I really did like the story. I just didn't find it as funny as people told me it was going to be, I guess. They were like, I literally peed my pants. And I'm like, uh, it was fine. Like, You're like, it was good. (laughs) It was good. Yeah. And uh, B is a plus size sex worker as well. So there's all of that beautiful. Beautifulness. um, Beautifulness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Period. And there's also this moment where he, like, goes to, like, touch her stomach or something, and she's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, what if you just let me enjoy what I enjoy? And I really appreciated that moment. Aw, that's sweet. So it was cute. I liked it. I just didn't find it as funny mm-hmm. as people led me to believe. Right. Ooh, but this next one, mm, 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 gorgeous. Okay. I actually read a lot of, like, fake dating tropes this time also. I don't yeah, know. you're kidding. <laughs> so this one was called Kiss Her Once For Me by Alison Cochran. Is that all you wrote about it? Um, okay, so I didn't actually write anything oh. about these last four because... You're just, just you just know going, it. I'm just what going off my brain. Um, so this is a story of... Ellie, a demisexual lesbian. Okay. Or, no, she's also bisexual. I read a lot of bisexual representation. I mean, that's not a bad thing. That is a good... Oh, my God! I was turning the heat up. It was cold, and then I dropped my phone. Is your phone okay? Probably. Mm, yes. Yes, okay. Um, so, Kiss Her Once For Me is the story of Ellie, a demisexual bisexual so demisexual basically means that you need a strong emotional connection before you feel any sexual attraction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so Christmas Day last year, Ellie met a woman in the snow called Jack because there was like a, a Christmas snowstorm in Philadelphia or wherever they live. Okay. And um, met this woman named Jack and just like, head over heels fell in love with her they went back to jack's airstream had a really fantastic night and an airstream is like an rv but like an old really like they were really popular like the 70s okay do you if i said like a silver like bullet shaped that's an airstream oh i was yeah because i was gonna look it up yeah um airstream for sale yeah so it's like an rv yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like a tin can. Yeah. Like those ones. Okay. Yeah. Fun. I like um, it. And they have just like the most beautiful night together. Aww. And like, this is something that Ellie like never does. <laughs> like, 
Not ever, because she is a demisexual, so she needs a lot of emotional connection. Right. She needs to feel very safe and, like, secure in a relationship right. before she, like, has sex with someone. Right. You, so, said, you said snowstorm, and I had to check the weather. So I just... <laughs> and so, uh, but then something happens that morning, mm-hmm. like, the next morning, and Ellie leaves and tries to, like, get over Jack mm. um, and just be like, the, this was a, a random happenstance, whatever. Um and then, so now it's uh, December again, and she's uh, just, like, you know, having a hard time at work. She tried to ask for a promotion, and her boss was like, Haha, no, mm. but she can't afford to live where she lives anymore and all these things. And then the landlord of the building that she works in, uh, like, overhears this and basically goes, I have a proposition for you. Be my fake fiancé, mm-hmm. because... I need to get married to inherit my, um, like, inheritance from my grandfather. He right. put it in his clause. I need to get married. Fake marry me, and I'll give you money. Mm-hmm. And she's like, right. okay, <laughs> no problem. So, and the one stipulation is that she has to go home with him for Christmas. And she's like, cool, no problem. They go home. Who is his sister but Jack? So now she's at this house with this woman that she's, like, in love with and her fake fiance is Jack's brother and it just and then Jack is also uh in love with no not Jack Andrew who's the brother is in love with Jack's best friend oh who is non-binary so lots of beautiful representation in this book um and it was just really cute. And the way that they get together and just, like, everything Aww. was so cute about it. I loved it so much. It was also, like, exquisitely written. Oh. Like, the the descriptions and, like, some of the prose in it was, like, so beautiful and so poetic that I just, like, sometimes stopped reading to just, like, sit in the moment of it. And I never you do that. never do that. <laughs> and it was just, it was so beautiful and so good. Aww. So highly, highly recommend this. Five stars out of five stars. Yay. And then for a complete change of pace, I'm totally kidding. It's the exact same plot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is called Holiday Hoax by Maggie Cole. Um, and this is the story of Sebastian and Georgia. So... <laughs> Her name is Georgia Peach, which is a horrifying name to name your child. Don't do that to them. (laughs) Um, But so Georgia gets a new job. She starts as an intern in a company, uh, the Cartwright Industries, um, basically to save up to open her own bakery. Right. So her grandmother has died about six months before this book starts. um, And she just, you know, is trying to focus on her future and like her grandmother was really important to her because her parents died when she was young her grandmother raised her taught her how to bake so it's all this like you know Mm -hmm. heartfelt beautiful things Mm. there she meets sebastian cartwright who is the son of the ceo and like heir to the throne basically um and Sebastian basically gets a call from his dad saying, you have to come home for Christmas. You have to come home for an entire month or I'm not giving you the CEO job. I'm going to give it to your brother. And he, Sebastian has had four failed, uh, like, fiancés. Right. Um, And so he goes to, he's, like, really attracted 
why have I forgotten her name already? Because <laughs> you have so many. Georgia. Oh, right. right. Georgia that Peach. One, right. Georgia. Um, and so he goes to Georgia. He's, like, very attracted to her. And he goes to Georgia and he says, I will pay you $100,000 to marry me until January 2nd. And then we'll get an annulment. And you'll get $100,000 to start your bakery dream. And uh, my family, I'll go home and I won't have gossip in the town because I'll all be married. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not bringing another fiancé home. I'm bringing a wife home. Oh, my God. Um, and she uh, negotiates it up to a million dollars. Good for her. Um, because her goal is actually to franchise her uh, bakeries. Mm-hmm. Um and so she negotiates a million dollars and they go to his family home. And it's super cute. His family fucking loves Georgia. Like immediately is like, you chose a great one, Sebastian. And she feels horrible for lying to them. Right. But then it gets a little bit more real, you know. And um, and then Sebastian fucks up like so badly. <laughs> And it was just really cute. And I know I read a lot of fake dating. I just love the, like, the whole trope is the cutest. And this one was really cute because, like, they had this prenup that had a bunch of rules. And one of them was, like, you must do PDA in front of my family. And another one was, you can't talk badly about me in front of my family. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and she calls him back and is basically, like, you need to put out, like, you need to tell me exactly what you mean by PDA because one of my rules is that we're not going to have sex. Yeah. Because I need to be, like, I want to be in love with the person that I have sex with. And it's just, it's super cute. I loved it so much. This is a really cute book. I read it last night when I could not sleep. So it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really liking this whole holiday-themed situation that I have going on, so. Yeah. Going to find some other holidays Mm. to also read books about. Yeah, like, do they have other... I'm sure they're out there. I just need to find them. Yeah. Because I don't want it to be solely Christmas. It's just the big one. It's just, yeah. It's the, uh, the, like, profitable, capitalistic one. Capitalistic one. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we're doing Secret Santa this year. Nice. With my family, which is... It is nice because Christmas is freaking expensive. It is. And so it's like we are spending, we have one person and we buy, like our budget is $50 for that one person. And I'm like, I like this. I like this a lot. Uh, My family has a a lovely history of gift cards Mm. now that we're all adults. Yeah. Um, we definitely got, like, presents and stuff when we were kids. Yeah. But now that we're all adults, like, it just makes sense to be like, here's some money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you so know. Buy what you want. Yeah. I always get gift cards to Indigo because that's where I work. Um, Tristan always gets uh, EB Games. Nice. Yeah. Usually yeah. he saves them up for a few years and then just spends them all at once. Might as well. So. Yeah. Very fun. Tristan also said to me um, that he's getting me a present. And now, for the last few years, we've kind of done, like, 
like a mutual present. Like, hmm. like this is what we both want. Yeah, like last year we bought a PS5. Right. So it, you know, was largely for Tristan, but I use it just as much. Hmm. Um, not necessarily to play games, but to like watch streaming and right. YouTube and whatever. Right. Um, and he was like, yeah, I have a thing that's like for you, but I will also use it. And I was like, what the fuck? And he also knows that I love presents. So the fact that he told me like a month in advance is annoying because now I'm just going to be thinking about it for a Mm, month. Trying to figure out. Yeah. Well, it's like last night, Andrew and I were sitting in the living room and uh, while I was doing the reading, speed reading test or reading Mm -hmm. speed test, Andrew's like, do you have a favorite flower? And I was like, what? What? No. I'm like, and I don't, like, I don't have a favorite. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't think I have a favorite flower. I don't know if I've ever talked about cut flowers on here. Hmm. They are not environmentally friendly. I have a lot of bad feelings about them. As I have a vase of cut flowers in my living room <laughs> that my mom bought me because I of the commercial that I did. If they are locally grown, locally sourced, it's less of a problem to me. I have no idea where those and are. And that... I'm not, like, trying to be... I'm sorry! ...better than you or whatever. <laughs> like, but... I um, just have a personal yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, what's your favorite flower? I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I don't have a favorite flower. So then when I was done the test, I was like, so wh- why? Like, why? Don't worry about it. Like, no. No. I'm like, going to worry about who it. Who needs to know? Well, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. <sighs> All right. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, are you doing an advent calendar? No, oh I God. really wanted to do the cheese one that oh, Sobeys had, yeah. but Andrew was like, "No." I've also I've, seen he some... said something else, but it made sense, and I, but I yeah. was just like, "Cheese." I also saw some good like uh, there's like beer and wine and like really interesting. There's ones. a really good sorted food episode mm. of Advent calendars. It's really fun. So we are doing an Advent calendar, Ooh. and I'm very excited because it's National Geographic's rocks, fossils, oh my God, and yeah, minerals. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Why have I not been getting? I told you to send me I pictures. Totally forgot. I knew that I was t- supposed to be taking photos for a reason, and it was me. I didn't take any photos, but they're very cool. Well, I want to see them. The we haven't opened this one for today. I'll send you all four, Please, thank all you. five of them. Um, but. Uh, we got pyrite yesterday, which is like fool's gold. Yeah. Beautiful. It's so cool. We got a fossil of a squid. What? Um, I Are think, they big? No, they're like, they're little. Like little, little. Like less than your palm for sure. Oh my gosh. They're so, it's so cool. I'm like obsessed with this. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Soup, soup's I, cool. I really like that. So, uh, Tristan loves rocks. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just pretty, but Tristan, like, was going to become a geologist at mm. one point. Maybe so. Uh, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. The we'll future see. seems very bleak right now, but that's just, like... TBD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's been really cool to open this, like, rock... Collection. Collection. Have you ever seen a strawberry squid? Have I seen a... No. Someone posted There's this. no way I've seen any squid. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Somebody posted this on Instagram the other day, and I was like, oh 
my god this is the most beautiful squid i've ever she looks like she is dressed to the nines yeah like like about to is, go to the oscars yeah like bedazzled like and wow. she's not it's just like, it's a like light obviously and not bedazzled but, but like <laughs> she looks so, so beautiful and like i fucking hate ocean animals right but like literally all of them yeah. you can't even tell me that like dolphins are cool because they're in the ocean? Yeah. Like, I can't. I don't like the ocean. Uh, um, I like to look yeah. at it from afar. Like, I can see the Bedford Basin from my house. But you won't put your feet in the ocean? No. Oh. No. Oh. Don't. No, thank you. Okay. Things are going to eat me. No! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, one last thing that I wanted to tell you. So, you yeah. know how I play Dots and, like, Dots yeah. & Co? Yeah. I finished Dots & Co., you can I, finish those games? I didn't think that you could, but I got to the end of Dotson Co. What? Um, and I was honestly shocked. I got to the like the end of it and I just went, well, where do But I got to the it end. It just says play oh no. It just says play our uh, other games. Yeah. But you're like, but I, I so, wanna Yeah, I got to the end of it and now so. For the record, there's 550 levels. Yeah. But now Sad. what? But now what? Because I used to use it as like, I played two dots as the majority of what I play. Right. But I would use dots and co as like when I ran out of lives because I'm not going to mm, pay for that no. shit. No. 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 I've been playing solitaire. Mm, I also like... got a Mahjong game. <gasps> yeah. Mahjong. Mahjong? Yeah. yeah. Mahjong. Yeah. I also love Mahjong. Yeah, uh, obviously like a solitaire version of it because yeah. which is hilarious because i'm sure i don't know if you saw my tiktok that i did but i'm like anyone else who grew up playing solitaire on their computer because oh you had four games you yeah. had solitaire hearts free cell and minesweeper yeah um which is also another my brother got mine. fucking good i at was minesweeper. so good at minesweeper um but you know when you were playing solitaire did you have an order that you put your suits up? No. Or were you normal? I, oh. No, I didn't. You're normal? Yeah. I just, wherever it came up. Nope. Spades, went. diamonds, clubs, hearts. Every why, time. Why that particular I don't order? know. I don't know. But the um, spades is my favorite suit. Okay. And then diamonds. Okay. And then um, clubs is the next black one. So Because you black, have to alternate. Black, red, black. And then, and then I actually hate. The heart suit. Oh. I don't know why. Trauma. I don't know. No, I have, no, I have no idea. But I just, I I just hate it. But yeah, spades is my favorite for whatever reason. Interesting. I don't like the black suits. Interesting. I, I, and uh, we talk about this all the time. Like Tristan and I, I think I've talked to you about how mm. I have like a ranking for everything. Like, yeah. Whether I know I do or not. Right. I just have like an instinctual feeling. It's like, no, this is the best one. Yeah. And for me, it's like red. Red is the best and black is not okay. And I don't like clubs because it's just round and bad. I don't, I have no, ex like no logical explanation for it. I also constantly get them like switched in my head. Like what's a spade and what's a club. But you hate clubs. But I hate I hate clubs, and I think part of why I hate What's clubs. Amazon package here. I don't I don't know. Ooh. Part of why I hate clubs is because I get it mixed up all the time. Right. Oh, Winnie Harlow. She was. I think she was she on America's Next Top Model. 
There was there was a model with vitiligo. Vitiligo? Where sure. your skin yeah. is different colors. I've never heard it said out loud before. Oh. Um, out for delivery. Is that my delivery? I So I got a... What did you order? I got an Amazon gift card for my birthday. Uh-huh. And so this had been on my list for a while. Oh. Um, it's, a, it's a microphone for your phone. Ah. So that I can use or it for myself. Colored. Tapes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yes. Thanks, Ninj. Thank you. Um, what was I saying? Oh, that was like when you said irrevocably. Yeah. I irrevocably. Well, mm. yeah. I because I used to say again ir- irrev- 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 irrevocably. irrevocably. Yeah. I yeah. was like irrevocably, but then because um, it's on the back of New Moon. Uh yes. Uh good old Twilight. Yeah, good old Twilight book, second book, and. Bella says it in the movie yeah. um, that she was irrevocably. Oh no, oh. it's in the first movie. Yeah, it's, in the, it's on yeah. the back of Twilight. Irrevocably um, and I always said irrevocably, mm. and then in the movie she says irrevocably, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's how you say that." This happens to me all the time. Where like all the time. I've only ever read a thing, mm-hmm. and I've never heard it said. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I do a lot of. If you read my Google search history, oh yeah, it's a lot of just like word pronunciation, pronunciation or I, like word etymology because I, I want to know where it comes yeah. from. I sent Brianna a TikTok the other day, and it was talking about how like when you see a word that you didn't know how to pronounce it, that suddenly becomes your personality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Um, I was <clears throat> having a concussion has become my personality. Yeah, it's you're like just actually, like, actually I'm I have a, a concussion. concussion girly. <laughs> yeah, like it's all I talk about, and yeah. I don't like it. Turns out this wasn't shorter than any of your other. Episodes. I mean, a little. It's a little shorter, but we will cut it off. You know here what? We're gonna wrap it up. Brianna's Brianna needs to go sleep. I think I'm getting a little bit of the giggles. Yeah, you know when you're so tired. That yeah, you're everything's just like, funny. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Um, Tristan both loves and hates this. I become my most annoying self when I'm tired. So it's because all of the. And like guards are down. Not necessarily in like a bitchy way. Like no. sometimes absolutely sure. I get angry when I'm tired. tired. I'm tired. But a lot of the time I just get really silly. Yeah. And that results in some really strange moments. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so we will cut it off before so she gets super silly and before she crashes. Before I'm like, I can't drive home. Yeah. Not your house. Yeah. Which you could. We have a bed with a door. You know what? You know. The door doesn't I... have, the bed doesn't have a door. The room with the bed has the door. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where you're going with that. I was like, what? <laughs> Obviously a bed doesn't have a door. <laughs> a bed doesn't have a door. But okay. the room with the bed has Ooh. the door. Yeah. Definitely getting silly. Because ninja, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you can. Well, thanks. Thanks Thank for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find us, listen to us on all major listening platforms. Yeah. You can find us on our socials. Um, they exist. Yep. At books and bisexuals. <laughs> at Nikki Martin. Yeah. At B Ellis underscore poetry. There mm-hmm. you go. I got you. Thank you. Brain injury. Trump's sleepy. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, I'll be back with some more things next week, more holiday things. I'm going to try and diversify mm-hmm. my I'm holiday gonna reads. I'm going to try and finish a book. Yes. Maybe two. Exciting. I, is that ambitious? Let's be ambitious. Let's, let's be do it. Ambitious. Be, be ambitious. <laughs> well, on that oh note, okay, we bye. love you. Bye. We love you. Bye.